Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, OpenAI is adding watermarks to Dolly 3 images. New AI model from Apple. New open source model that is king of the LLM hill. More rumors of a foldable iPhone. A new streaming service that will be like Hulu, but for sports. And the specific words and phrases that will get your college application essay flagged as being AI-generated. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. OpenAI says Dolly 3 will embed watermarks into images with C2PA metadata, but acknowledges the metadata can be easily removed, either accidentally or intentionally. Quoting The Verge, The Coalition for Content Provenance and Authenticity, a group consisting of companies like Adobe and Microsoft, has been pushing the use of the content credentials watermark to identify the provenance of content and show if it was made by humans or with AI. Adobe created a content credential symbol, which OpenAI is adding to Dolly 3 creations. Meta recently announced it will add tags to AI-generated content on its social media platforms. OpenAI says watermarks from C2PA will appear in images generated on the ChatGPT website and the API for the Dolly 3 model. Mobile users will get the watermarks by February 12th. They'll include both an invisible metadata component and a visible CR symbol, which will appear in the top left corner of each image. People can check the provenance, which AI tool was used to make the content, of any image generated by OpenAI's platforms through websites like Content Credentials Verify. So far, only still images, not videos or text, can carry the watermark. But OpenAI points out that C2PA's metadata can, quote, easily be removed either accidentally or intentionally, especially as most social media platforms often remove metadata from uploaded content. Taking a screenshot omits the metadata, end quote. As mentioned, this follows news yesterday that Meta has proposed standards to identify AI content that its industry peers could use, and plans to label AI images posted on Facebook, Instagram, and threads as such. Sources are telling the information that Apple is building at least two iPhone prototypes that fold widthwise. The devices are in early development and not set for production in 2024 or 2025, so we'll have to wait a while if we ever do see them. Quote, Apple recently approached at least one manufacturer in Asia for components related to two foldable iPhones of different sizes, they said. The products could be canceled if they don't meet Apple's standards, they said. Apple has explored foldable products for more than a decade, but its leader's interest in them has fluctuated according to interviews with multiple former Apple employees and a review of its patent filings. Apple CEO Tim Cook began asking the company's designers and engineers about the possibility of a foldable iPhone as early as 2018. Also that year, he reacted positively to a demonstration by Apple's designers and engineers of a 7-inch foldable display, that person said. Two problems may stand in the way of a foldable iPhone. Apple's engineers have struggled for years to overcome the technical challenges of building such a device, and its designers haven't come up with enough compelling features that would make consumers want one, especially given its high retail cost compared to non-foldable phones, according to three people with direct knowledge of the effort. Former Apple employees said Apple's first foldable product would likely be the iPad, a lower-profile device that would test consumer appetite for a foldable iPhone. Apple has been working with South Korea's LG and Samsung, both of which have been involved for several years in making foldable displays for the foldable iPad prototypes, they said. Some details of a foldable iPad were first reported by Chinese, Taiwanese, and South Korean media, end quote. 
Apparently, the original vision for a foldable iPhone had screens on the outside when closed, but this proved to be a non-starter. The primary concern for the hardware team was the device's susceptibility to damage from falls. They also aimed to create a foldable iPhone with a sleeker profile targeting a thickness reduction by 50% compared to existing models. However, this goal proved to be challenging due to the size constraints of batteries and display technologies. Around 2020, according to the sources, Apple shifted its focus from iPhones to the development of a foldable iPad, envisioned to be close in size to the iPad mini. This change in direction was partly due to the device's use case. The foldable iPad, potentially with an 8-inch screen, wouldn't need to fit into pockets or meet the rigorous drop test standards of iPhones, allowing for a thicker design. An ex-Apple employee noted that engineers are currently tackling specific problems related to the persistent crease that appears with continuous folding. Additionally, there's an ongoing effort to refine the hinge mechanism to enable the device to lay flat when unfolded, eliminating any bumps or dips that would interfere with the functionality of the Apple Pencil. Sports was already shaping up to be a catalyst for upending the later stages of the streaming wars, and now this has thrown a huge curveball into everything. Fox, ESPN, and Warner Brothers Discovery have announced a new joint venture to launch a streaming sports service in the U.S. in the fall of 2024. Each entity would own a third of the venture, quoting the journal. The as-yet-unnamed service will be offered directly to consumers who would be able to stream all of these companies' sports content, the company said in a statement, following a report in the Wall Street Journal about the new venture. For Disney, the partnership with other networks adds to an array of strategic options the company has explored for ESPN. Disney is still looking for a potential strategic partner or investor and will maintain a plan to offer a standalone ESPN streaming app for those who don't want the all-in-one bundle from the three companies, people close to the situation said. There are risks to the tie-up. Disney knows, as well as any, the perils of a joint venture in media. It is now in the middle of trying to end its joint ownership of Hulu by buying out its partner Comcast after years of difficulties. Also, the new service won't include content from Paramount Global's CBS or Comcast's NBC Universal. City analysts expect the new service to encompass about 55% of U.S. sports rights, according to a note published Tuesday. A chief executive for the venture is expected to be named in the coming weeks, people familiar with the matter said. While no price tag has been set, it is expected to be significantly lower than the typical cable bundle, which often can run north of $100 a month, end quote. Yes, But don't expect this to come in at, say, $15 a month either. Given the fees that these companies already get from cable companies, ESPN commands around $11 a month per household, and you're adding two others here, and the pie gets split three ways, it's unlikely that this would retail at less than $40 a month, maybe even $50 a month. And naturally, three or so years later, after everybody is hooked on that content, that becomes $70 a month. But Most of the sports is over here. You can see the potential attraction. Another AI model from Apple has been released. Apple has partnered with University of California researchers to release open-source AI model MGIE, which can edit images based on natural language instructions. Quoting VentureBeat, MGIE, which stands for MLLM Guided Image Editing, leverages multimodal large language models, MLLMs, to interpret user commands and perform pixel-level manipulations. The model can handle various editing aspects such as Photoshop-style modification, global photo optimization, and local editing. 
MGIE is based on the idea of using MLLMs, which are powerful AI models that can process both text and images to enhance instruction-based image editing. MLLMs have shown remarkable capabilities in cross-modal understanding and visual-aware response generation, but they have not been widely applied to image editing tasks. MGIE integrates MLLMs into the image editing process in two ways. First, it uses MLLMs to derive expressive instructions from user input. These instructions are concise and clear and provide explicit guidance for the editing process. For example, given the input Make the Sky More Blue, MGIE can produce the instruction Increase the Saturation of the Sky Region by 20%. Second, it uses MLLMs to generate visual imagination, a latent representation of the desired edit. This representation captures the essence of the edit and can be used to guide the pixel-level manipulation. MGIE uses a novel end-to-end training scheme that jointly optimizes the instruction derivation, visual imagination, and image editing modules. MGIE can handle a wide range of editing scenarios, from simple color adjustments to complex object manipulations. The model can also perform global and local edits depending on the user's preference, end quote. This is on GitHub right now, so check it out. But obviously, if Apple's goal is to put language models on device, on your phone, imagine what this could do for editing your Apple photos. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Mount Everest in flip-flops? Yeah, I've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching up. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. And I gotta say, it's a well-designed gadget. You gotta try the new Solano Fume. It's made with a premium walnut barrel and an onyx-coated mouthpiece that has a slightly softer finish. Start the year off right with The Good Habit by going to tryfume.com slash ride and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code RIDE to help make starting The Good Habit that much easier. Tryfume.com slash ride. Guys, we don't have to choose between hair growth and our health. Nutrafol's drug-free, whole-body approach promotes hair growth from within. No compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. See results in three to six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for 
limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code RIDEHOME. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code RIDEHOME. Also, we have a new King of the Hill, if the Hill is LLM performance, and the new king is open source. Smaug 72B is a Quen 72B based open source LLM released by Abacus AI, and it has topped the Hugging Face Open LLM leaderboard by outperforming GPT 3.5 on several benchmarks. Quoting VentureBeat. Smaug 72B is technically a fine-tuned version of Gwen 72B, another powerful language model that was released just a few months ago by Gwen, a team of researchers at Alibaba Group. What's most noteworthy about today's release is that Smaug 72B outperforms GPT 3.5 and Mistral Medium, two of the most advanced open-source large language models developed by OpenAI and Mistral, respectively, in several of the most popular benchmarks. Smaug 72B also surpassed Gwen 72B, the model from which it was derived by a significant margin in many of these evaluations. According to the Hugging Face Open LLM leaderboard, which measures the performance of open source language models on a variety of natural language understanding and generation tasks, Smaug 72B is now the first and only open source model to have an average score of more than 80 across all major LLM evaluations. While the model still falls short of the 90 to 100 point average indicative of human-level performance, its birth signals that open-source AI may soon rival big tech's capabilities, which have long been shrouded in secrecy. In short, the release of Smaug 72B could fundamentally reshape how AI progress unfolds, tapping the ingenuity of those beyond just a handful of wealthy companies. With today's release, Smaug 72B becomes the first open-source model to achieve an average score of 80 on the Hugging Face Open LLM leaderboard, which is considered a remarkable feat in the field of natural language processing and open-source AI. Smaug 72 to be excels especially in reasoning and math tasks thanks to the techniques that Abacus AI applied to the fine-tuning process. These techniques, which will be detailed in an upcoming research paper, target the weaknesses of large language models and enhance their capabilities." End quote. This year marks the first full college admissions season since the rise of ChatGPT and the arrival of the AI moment generally. College admissions officers are writing for a deluge of college admission essays written by AI robots. But the funny thing is, they claim they're not having that difficult a time spotting the AI-assisted writing. It can come down to the overuse or perhaps not quite apt use of specific words. What are the words that will flag your essay as possibly AI-written? Beacon? comprehensive curriculum, esteemed faculty, vibrant academic community, and, well, tapestry. This comes from Forbes, quote, Tapestry, in particular, is a major red flag in this year's pool, several essay consultants on the platform Fiverr told Forbes. Mike, an Ivy League alum and former editor-in-chief of the Cornell Business Journal, who now edits hundreds of grad school applications each cycle through Capital Editors, said it's appeared repeatedly in drafts from at least 20 of his clients in recent months. He requested anonymity to protect their privacy. I no longer believe there's a way to innocently use the word tapestry in an essay. If the word tapestry 
appears, it was generated by ChatGPT, he told Forbes. Though many such words on their own could have come from a human, when a trained eye sees them used over and over again in the same cadence across multiple essays, quote, it's just a real telltale sign. There will be a reckoning, Mike added. There are going to be a ton of students who unwittingly use the word tapestry or other words in their essay that may not be admitted this cycle, end quote. Ben Toll, the Dean of Undergraduate Admissions at George Washington University, explained just how easy it is for admissions officers to sniff out AI-written applications. When you've read thousands of essays over the years, AI-influenced essays stick out, Toll told Forbes. They may not raise flags to the casual reader, but from the standpoint of an admissions application review, they are often ineffective and a misused opportunity by the student, end quote. The words were thin, hollow, and flat, he said. While the essay filled the page and responded to the prompt, it didn't give the admissions team any information to help move the application towards an admit decision, end quote. This actually fits with my experience generating text via ChatGPT. I've often told people almost the opposite. No matter what you're trying to get it to write, it ends up sounding like a sixth grader's book report. You know, dull introduction, a few facts, dull repetitive summary conclusion. In other words, thin, hollow, and flat. So I'm surprised to see AIs not great at writing in what seems to be its natural style. More phrases that the Forbes piece flags as dead giveaways, leadership prowess, commitment to continuous improvement and innovation, and structuring an argument by going, not merely X, but Y. The piece goes on to describe how a whole cottage industry of college application essay editors is now rising to the fore to make essays sound more human. Quoting again, Pejic, a freelancer in Serbia who has three master's degrees and one PhD, has edited roughly 100 personal statements and college essays through Fiverr. Though she initially feared her business would take a hit with the onset of ChatGPT, the reality has been quite the opposite. The AI boom has fueled unprecedented demand for editors adept at making computer-generated writing sound like the real thing. ChatGPT is extremely wordy, she said, and there are many abstract words that don't really connect well. Today, she charges up to $100 to add human vibes to AI-written essays. Others offering similar services through Fiverr charge anywhere from $10 to $150, depending on the length, end quote. Nothing for you today. Talk to you tomorrow.